And welcome back, my amazing, lovely listeners. I am your host, Super Beefy. Henna. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this week we are drinking uh, old retired wine. Arbor Mist again. Arbor Mist once again comes in clutch. And it's only because uh, we've both had a very long day. We both forgot to go to the store and it didn't matter because we still had wine in my fridge. Because guess what? I'm not a big drinker. Woo! Neither am I. I don't <laughs> I don't drink often. I drink when I'm with you. And then I, I think this year I have drank one other time. Yeah, I drink um I wouldn't even say I drink once a week. I drink maybe once we every have two like or three a weeks. Couple of sips of this wine, and then we forget about it. Yeah, I think uh, I think Junior to... comes behind us and finishes it off. Probably it's hard yeah. for me to finish a full glass. Yeah, I'm just also it just nah. I had a party phase very early on, and uh, right when I turned 21, I like stopped wanting to drink. So well, even when I was <laughs> in my party phase, I was just like. I, I will drink. I'll get drunk. I've I've gotten fucked up, but it's like I've got to feel it. I've got to want it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do other things. Like this weekend, um, I'm gonna be visiting uh, my cousin Ashlyn, my bestie Keegan, and my sister Sydney. I'm bringing my brother Logan, and I'm telling you right now, Saturday, I might I might be drunk texting you because I'm we, excited. We I'm so excited. If to I don't get do a drunk it. Facetime, I'm coming over there and I'm. Please. Crying. I'll send you the addy. Ruining the night. We're going to be talking I'm about- I'm going to eat a chunk of concrete. We're going to be talking about K-pop, so you need to bring your K-pop knowledge. Not, not on the Me podcast. Me likey, likey, likey. <laughs> that was twice. That was twice. Good yeah. job. I'm proud um, of you. Yeah, I have some K-pop on my thing. On my, uh, whatchamacallit? What's that thing that I have in my knowledge? pocket? Your noggin? My, my brain in my pocket. My phone. Mm, your brain in your pocket. My brain in my pocket. Right, right, right. So I was actually just talking about that with an older customer of mine. She was um, respectfully. She had just found out about all of this Dylan Mulvaney controversy with the Bud Light, and she really just couldn't believe it. And she wasn't being hateful. She was just like, she's just like, I just can't believe this is the first time I've heard of it. And she goes, Have you heard of it? And I was like, Well, yes, I remember. You know. When she first, you know, announced that she was a sponsor for Bud Light. I would like to keep in mind that this woman was respectful of Dylan's pronouns. Very good. Very good. Golf claps. Um, respectful, respectful. And she, and I was like, and I just explained to her, you know, I was born in 98. I'm 25. And practically from the time I was three, oh, this wine our is world still good. has been, has revolved around the internet and around technology i have not known a life without it she has honestly though good for her not knowing everything because social media social media lately i'm like you know maybe it wouldn't be so crazy to just delete all my social media well not all of it but some i can see the benefit to doing that Mm -hmm. uh i'm just i'm very weak 
Same. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I have FOMO. Not really bad FOMO. I just want to see what everyone's doing. I have very bad FOMO. I like to live vicariously through you guys. I like seeing your wedding pictures and your baby photos and all see, the vacation stuff. I love it. I like doing that too. Like, I don't want to start a family anytime soon, meaning like I don't want kids anytime soon. I probably won't have kids if I'm being quite honest and I'm fine with that. I am living vicariously through all my friends that are having kids right now. I love visiting my friends with like Molly. I love going over to her house. I love yeah, those kids are funny. Kids. I love her kids. Every time she posts pictures of Serenity, geez, that kid's so funny. She's either making a stank face. I know. Or a she's just she's just face. derpy, and yeah. she's she's a one year old, so it's okay to say this about her because I mean, one year olds are derpy. One year olds are so derpy, but she's just the derpiest. Well, in the cutest stinking way, her little cheeks and her dimples. Oh, her dimples. Well, I have something pretty exciting uh, to share with everybody, <laughs> or rather we have something pretty exciting to share with everybody. We're having a baby. We're having a baby, and it's in the form of tiny mystery bags that contain two random buttons. Um, the mystery bags go for $3. The buttons are pretty big. Uh, we hand make it because we have a button press. And we designed the designs ourselves. I'm pretty... Actually, we didn't do that. I, I was about to say, I junior, can't take uh, credit for the designs. Junior did that. It's all Junior. <laughs> he's He's been fucking momager of the year. Move yes. over, Chris. You ain't got nothing. But uh, each mystery bag contains two big buttons and then a mystery item, perhaps. <sighs> Could be um, a sticker. It's not. Could be a used... Earring. It's not. Could be it's my toenail clippings. Butt plug. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> you could You'll do just... anything with that. You could turn it into a statue. You could use it for popsicles. You could put it up your butt. It's up to your imagination. It's endless and endless uh, possibilities. You can uh, figure out what that mystery item is. Uh, by Sending contacting us, us, saying if you're interested $3. in a mystery bag, uh, we have 10 button designs and a few ultra rare ones, wink, wink. Oh, we should have like a, I, if you get, if you catch them all, like you get like a reward or something, you know what I mean? Dude, if somebody's buying all these mystery bags just to collect all of these buttons, I will personally like drive over to their house and handshake them and be like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Is that all you'll do? I'll probably bake them a cake. Is that all you'll do? I, yes. I would walk their dog, too. I'll probably clean their house. And make their bed. Yeah. Cook you know, a nice I, dinner. Kiss them goodnight. If you if you want the the Kenna and Beef cleaning services, you will no, hold buy on. a lot of hold mystery bags. Hold the fuck on. No. No, but that, is that <laughs> not what you just said? No, I said... Make their bed. Tuck and them in. And walk their dogs. Well, that's not cleaning. Okay, making bed, I guess, kind of cleaning. Turnover service. <laughs> but anyways, if you would like a bag, uh, please reach out to us. Um, if you have, uh, if you know us, you know, you can text us. Anytime. Uh, you can email. Any place. Email the podcast, message us on Facebook. Uh, we're very active on 
all the social medias that we're on. So let us know uh, if you want one, and we will send one your way. Yeah. You can even hit me up on Grinder. That's where I'm the most active. Right, right. Right, so let's get into our first topic. I don't think you're going to be expecting any of this because it Yeah, because I haven't out heard the outline. Usually I hear the outline before so, we start. I have two people I want to talk about, okay? Their names are Ed and Lorraine Warren. <gasps> I was not expecting this. Now, okay, we can talk about Ed and Lorraine. Now, you may... You may have seen these little tiny movie low films. budget movies called The Conjuring. I think I, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, I think I might yeah. have seen them. Or maybe the Annabelle movies. I've actually never seen the Annabelle movies. And if you have, then you definitely know who Ed and Lorraine Warren are, or rather I, were. Because are they, they are seriously? Both are they? Uh, they're they are both, both died. died. <laughs> they are both dead. <laughs> no, I like died better. They are both. <laughs> they are both died. <laughs> um, if you're not familiar with them, though, uh, they were a tag team paranormal investigation couple. They were married. Um, and they would investigate any strange or paranormal claims uh, that were mainly around the Connecticut and Rhode Island area, uh, just because that's where they live. They Didn't they go to England or was that false or was that not true? They did. I uh, will get to it in just okay. a second. Um, there's a lot of controversy between these two, uh, for starters. Because they're fakes. Yes, uh, but for starters, uh, Ed started having a sexual relationship with Lorraine when she was underage, and he was definitely not underage. How old's the age gap? Of course it's an age gap relationship. You know, I should have looked up the age gap. Uh, Google I it not. real quick. Um, Here, I'll do it. Or no, you'll do it. Let's see. Well, their their relation their sexual relationship lasted uh, forty years, according to Lorraine. I did not. Lorraine. It started in nineteen sixty three. Lorraine. So TMI, babes. Ed was born in nineteen twenty six, and Lorraine was born in nineteen twenty seven. Okay, well then the, the Google. Okay, then Google made the age gap thing a, a whole yeah, lot. Like they were literally a year. Apart. No, fuck that. No, okay, that's fine. I don't that even is know fine. Why they would talk about that? Yeah, like it's te- just, teenager on teenager is nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. Uh, anyways, Ed was a self-taught demonologist author and lecturer that's kind of hot not gonna lie self-taught is the same thing as self-proclaimed exactly it's (laughs) it's really hot and lorraine was a self-proclaimed clairvoyant and light trance medium the confidence the confidence together they would host lectures about paranormal stuff and try to teach people the dangers of interacting with the dead, like using Luigi boards, Luigi doing seances. Bo- so I used a Ouija board once. I've it used was them five plenty of times. or six years ago, and I have not had a good life since. I don't have, touch them. I used to play with them all the time as a kid uh, because I was just really into like creepy stuff. Me, mm-hmm. my cousin, and my sister would make like Ouija boards and. Like, play with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say we stopped doing that around the time me and my sister were 12 because we we got a really bad, uh, we had a really bad experience with one of them. I'm not going to get too much into it. That's like ghost stories for another time. I could, 
have a lot of ghost stories. I could I could tell. I just Me need permission too. to tell. <laughs> we should go urbexing. I'm down. But uh yeah, so they would they would tell people about uh, Luigi boards, seances and stuff, try to teach people like how to properly do it. Like when you use a Luigi board, you are supposed to bless it and then um always protect say yourself. And then when you cut off communication, you're supposed to do it in a very specific way. And then there's like a certain little thing you're supposed to do with the planchet uh, that like officially cuts off that communication from whatever you're talking to. Um, I, I forgot the rules. I used to follow them. <laughs> Not when I was a kid, but when I was like... 21 yesterday one yeah um but ed and lorraine warren uh or i'm just gonna refer to them as the, the warrens. warrens uh they founded the new england society for psychic research or the nespr DNS which really for... rolls off the tongue um and it is actually the oldest ghost hunting group in connecticut which is pretty uh cool because connecticut is like super haunted. Very haunted. <laughs> Take it from somebody who was born in Connecticut. Connecticut and fucking Louisiana. Connecticut, Louisiana, and actually Rhode Island. Texas, too. Well, yeah. Mm, honestly, America's just haunted as fuck. This, you know, with our past? Yeah. <laughs> Europe and America, just wherever white people are, you know there's gonna be some spooky, ooky, melagamooky mm-hmm. bullshit. So... They wrote a number of books based on uh, the cases that they were involved in or, you know, forced their way into sometimes. And um, they talked about their own gifts. I use gifts in quotations because um, I'm not saying I don't believe in mediums. I just doubt it. I doubt there's so many. Yeah. I definitely doubt the ones that are televised because it's like, I wouldn't want that televised. I believe in, like, seeing ghosts and being able to, like, communicate in, like, certain ways. I don't believe in the media version of a medium. Like... Like the ghost whisperer version. Or or the ones that are like, yeah, this little girl uh, that's missing has drowned in the lake and has died. Yeah, like the JonBenet shit. Yeah. I don't... think that's key i think that is straight up disrespectful it it is disrespectful and they're trying to make money off of it which the warrens would do too um yeah i knew that they claimed to have investigated over ten thousand cases in their career um first for example they did the amityville house the Einfeld Poltergeist, which is the 1977 case where the family in England claimed their 12-year-old daughter was possessed, which was also seen in the second Conjuring movie. Uh, the trial of Arn Johnson, who was the man who killed his landlord in 1981 and then claimed to have been possessed by the devil as to avoid the death penalty. Wasn't um, that the same? Wasn't that the... That was another Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. No, but wasn't that like the um, one where... Uh afterwards they interviewed people on the street and there was this guy who was like he was a nice guy yeah what murder yeah <laughs> and it's like <coughs> what murder <coughs> <laughs> sorry i died a little bit you good um <coughs> yeah he claimed to be possessed by the devil as a way to avoid the death penalty 
But hold on, didn't Son of Sam do that too? Did who? Son of Sam. I don't know. I don't know who that is. We will talk about that at a later date. But um, you know, the Warrens tried to push for like, yeah, he actually was possessed by the devil. It like happened. He wasn't the one that killed the landlord. It was the devil. Um, it didn't really work out in court. Uh, he still got put in prison for it. He wasn't released of any charges, but I do think he was able to escape the death penalty. Did not do not much research on it because I'm not talking about it. Um, and the Warrens also did um, the parent family case or, you know, the conjuring and many, many more, you know, like 10,000 more. But I'm not here to talk about all the cases that they did and how great they were and how the media perceived them. I'm here to talk about how fake they were. Fake. Mic drop. So there was something happening back in the 70s that had many, many people fearing for their lives. Crack. I'm talking about the satanic panic. That was huge I'm, in the 70s. Yeah, I forgot about it. I thought that was in the 90s. It, I mean, honestly, uh, I think yeah, it, it started kind of, in the 70s and, and it, it kind of never went away. It kind of just recently kind of petered off. People are less scared of the, you know, satanic uh, I wouldn't Church. say that because uh, people were just freaking out about Lil Nas X. I know. And Sam Smith. Old white people. And hold on. Hold it wasn't just old white people. And though, I, like, it was people I graduated on. with. I haven't seen as many people freak out about that as I have see, seen people freak out about dumber shit. Like, I, hold on. Hmm? Hold on. I'm trying to collect my thoughts on this one. It's kind of because the media. No, I, I know 100%. that the media like makes it out to be worse than it is. Yeah. And everyone, and you know, people with that mindset read that and they absolutely just jump in, you know, frothing at the mouth. Frothing at the mouth. They live for it. <laughs> well, like that. In the 70s, which is when the Warrens were thriving in their career, um, the satanic panic was also very much thriving. And the Warrens uh, were Christian. Mm -hmm. They claimed to be, have been Christian. Mm -hmm. um, we're very good ones. And, uh, you know, those that were religious and were constantly, um, you know, praying to Jesus and going to church and stuff, they were constantly in a panic that the media, politicians, schools, literally anything and everything was exposing people, but specifically children, to the devil and allowing the devil into their homes as well as their bodies. Oh, no, that is actually still going on heavily. 100%. Um, people are still kind of that way today. I mm -hmm. said kind of, but... I think it's more. It's worse in the South. It's definitely worse in the South, if, especially if you're in the religious belt. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, and maybe Utah. Definitely Utah. You can still see it today uh, when you look at literally anything a famous gay man does... And you'll see thousands of Christian mothers claiming that it's all the devil's work and how it's all targeting children and we must protect the children and you're allowing it into your house if you and consume then when this they kind of And then when they just say, you know, fuck it and they roll with it, they play with the imagery that you put on them. You just go with, I don't know. <laughs> That's what Lil Nas ended up doing mm -hmm. and he actually gained more 
fans doing that. Yeah, so, because which, he mean, did it well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, people are still like that. You can still see it today. But anywho, it was much much worse in the seventies because it was the seventies. You know, stupid time. And uh, the Warrens were very well aware of what was happening. And you know what they decided to do? Make it worse. Cash in on it. They wanted a, a pretty penny. They needed a quick buck. They were going to go investigate. Anybody who was like, hey, my house is kind of like haunted by demons. They were going to go in there and be like, we will offer our investigation services. We'll do a seance. We'll do whatever you want. But it is going to cost you quite a lot of money. And these poor, innocent people would be like, yes. Immediately. Take all my money. I just want my house clean. You know? So anytime the Warrens caught wind of a house being possibly possessed uh, or anybody like being possessed themselves... They would insert themselves into the situation and, quote, unquote, investigate. They were often not welcomed and seen as frauds. And um, even other, like, paranormal investigators were like, oh, they're, they're fake. They're phonies. They're, they're upcharging people. They are cashing in on the satanic panic. They are not true to their work. They're not actually doing what they claim to be doing. I heavily doubt they have any of these abilities that they say they have. Like, real investigators that, like, took their work seriously were, like, the Warrens are fake. Yeah. So, the Perrin family case, again, The Conjuring, uh, was mostly fiction in the movies. Big surprise. Um, The family did claim that they were being haunted and did call the Warrens for help. Roger and Carolyn, who were the uh, husband and wife of the Perrin family invited the Warrens to do a seance in their home. Well, during the seance, Carolyn got attacked by the spirit that was in the house. She was thrown against the room and hit her head on the fireplace, so they claim. Roger was very obviously concerned for his wife, got up and tried to help her, but Ed stopped her. Or stopped him. Ed was like, hey man, whatever attacked your wife is still out there. It's not safe to go up to your wife or approach her. Like, you will get hit by whatever the fuck just attacked her. And he was like, what the fuck? That's my wife. You need to, like, let me go help her. And uh, mm-hmm. they ended up getting into a physical altercation over it. And then the parents, uh, or Rob Roger, ended up kicking the Warrens out of the house. And they were banned from going back, and they never had contact with them again. Now, Carolyn ended up being fine. She lived. But from the moment her head hit the fireplace wall, the Warrens instantly thought she died. And were just going to let her bleed out on the floor. And they thought Roger was going to just be okay with that. So when they left the house, they left thinking that she was dead, didn't offer to call an ambulance... Didn't offer to call the police. They were literally just going to leave her to die. Leave her dead. All for their work, you know? And Another ghost. You know, and that really should paint a picture of the kind of people they were. That doesn't really paint them as frauds necessarily because it does claim that there was a spirit involved and the spirit attacked Carolyn. 
but it shows that they cared very little about the people they were claiming to help. Because they, they did nothing for her. Absolutely nothing. They left thinking that she died, and they probably, to this day, thought she was still dead. Um, but a case that does go into um, them being phonies is if you look into the Amityville Horror House case. So, the Warrens were heavily involved in the Amityville case. You know, um, it's not mentioned in the uh, Amityville, any of the Amityville movies that have been made over this house. There's been a shit ton of media over this one house. And it all started because, uh, you know, the father of the family that lived in that house, like, woke up in the middle of the night, murdered his entire family, and people think, you know, oh, he was possessed, he was, he went insane, whatever. And uh, then people who, like, the people who bought the house right after the murders started to claim that the house was very, very haunted. They were like, oh, yeah, we see we see ghosts of the mom, like, walking around the house. We see the children running up and down the stairs. Oh, we can hear them screaming uh, in the middle of the night. We Things start falling off the shelves. People get touched. People are getting scratched. We're getting burned. You know, it's all, it's all happening. This house is haunted. So the Warrens got called to investigate it. They went to the house and they were like, oh my gosh, yeah, everything that they said is 100% true. This house is 100% haunted. Like, every every person's story that they've had in this house is true. You need to, like, believe it. This house is very dangerous. It's not safe. Yada, 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 yada. Well, years later, the people who were um, the owners of the house came out and said they lied about absolutely everything that happened in that house. They said... Every single detail. They said none of it was true. They did it for some quick cash, some quick fame. They wanted the house to be famous. And that's all they did it for. And they, they even said that the house was actually quite peaceful. There were no strange happenings in that house. No negative energy at all. And the Warrens would write books about the Amityville house in the case and make money off of it, saying, yeah, it was haunted, but, uh, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's just a house where a really tragic crime happened. Yeah, obviously, this whatever was there moved on. Exactly. Like, immediately. Because that's usually what happens. It just, it really makes you think, you know? And then there's also that uh, London case, too, that we had mentioned earlier, where the, the girl was uh, claimed to have been possessed. That case was heavily staged by that entire family as a way to become famous and earn money off of it because, again, satanic panic was happening. Everybody wanted to have a haunted house. Everybody wanted to be possessed as a way to, like, gain attention, gain their 15 minutes of the fame. The exorcism came out in the 70s. I forgot about that. Yep. And, you know, when the Warrens investigated the London stuff, um, 
they at first believed that it was fake because it was very like intense and then they like changed their mind last minute and was like oh it's real but like come on (laughs) if you're a medium you can sense it you know you know i don't know i just i think they were full of it if they thought that they couldn't make money off of it they were going to claim it wasn't true if they found that they could make money off of it they were going to say that it was true that's that's the type of people that they were and um the poor daughter well, they, you know, their museum. It's uh, currently owned by the daughter and the son that they have. Um, Good you for know, the kids for making, money, for making money off of their parents' bullshit, though. Well, they're not making money off of it because the museum has been shut down since 2013, I believe. Oh. Since Ed died. And um, I believe mm-hmm. it's been shut down due to tax reasons. I don't think they were paying taxes on it. Interesting. And, you know, there's a whole like debacle on on that, but the son is like actively working to get the museum like back open. But it really makes you think like the objects that are in that museum are all could, fake. It could have very well just been like they went to these houses, saw an object they thought was creepy, and decided to take it home and make up a story about it and steal. They stole from people and make money off of the things they stole because that museum, that Annabelle doll, probably wasn't even. They have the Annabelle doll at yeah. the museum still to this day. Right, it's just a Raggedy Ann doll, by the way. It's not like a ceramic doll. And like back back then, back in the day, you had to pay thirteen dollars to tour the museum at their house and and shit, which thirteen was like a pretty big amount back then they were clearly just trying to make money off of it and anybody everybody who like went to the museum would comment on it and be like yeah um it's really just a whole bunch of junk they tell you not to touch anything because the spirits can rub off on you and follow you back home but it's just it's just something that they use to have more people come in and spend more money and tell other people about so yeah. that they want to come and spend more money. What Anyways, do you think about the Robert doll? Oh. I think he's real. I think he's real. Every time I see him, I, I say, he's, I'm sorry for looking at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm so sorry, Robert. Robert, I'm so sorry. I think the Robert doll is real. Yeah, he stresses me out. Yeah. Well, that Enough does it for my... That, yeah, I can't. That does it for my first topic. Uh... Which brings us here to Kim's Corner. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> Damn, we made that up on the fly. That was good. <laughs> Proud of us. Oh, my favorite horror movie of all time. What is it? I'm so glad you asked. 1983, The Thing. Not the 2011 version. That one fucking sucked. I was about to say, would you clarify your feelings on the remake? That one fucking sucked. The remake's the only one I've seen. And it didn't even suck good. (laughs) It sucked with teeth. Like, it definitely... That was its first time. God damn. God damn. Did not know what it was doing. John Carpenter is the 1982 actually i'm sorry not 1983 is it john carpenter 
It is not. Kurt Russell, Kurt Keith Russell. David, Wilford Brimley, T.K. Carter, David Clinton, and Richard. Well, really, it's like this big, long cast that. No, no, I mean the director. Oh, the, the director? Yeah. One sec. It's Yeah, it is John Carpenter. Okay, okay. You're right. But I'm, screen- I'm somewhat of a movie buff. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the original story was uh, by John W. Campbell, and it was adapted from uh, Who Goes There? Ooh, a book. It, it was readapted and readapted several times. Like, I think it was also originally The Swamp Thing. Oh, gotta love The Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but this takes place in Antarctica. Hold on one second. Damn it. My Do you thing. think the thing is real? Do you think that could happen in I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> she believes it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I always get so, Antarctica and Alaska mixed up just by the way. So, um, actually, a really irrational fear, a big rational fear of mine is an alien invasion. That's not irrational. Not, I, that's like, that can happen. A stop. Uh, um, it's irrational, Ken. I'm sorry. Yeah, you need to stop or I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Have you seen The Fourth Kind? No, I haven't. I know what it's about. And I ha- I'd like... That's the movie that got me with aliens. I, like, I, I had seen Signs before. Stop. But it was The Fourth Kind because it's a true story. We can't talk... No, and that... We can't... No. <laughs> Anyways... I watched this movie called Gray Skies one time, and I didn't know what it was about. Gray Skies is such a good movie. It fucking is. It's a great movie, and it. I did not sleep. I didn't sleep for three days. I can't. Anytime I watch alien movies, I have to like sleep with the lights on because I'm like, as soon as I fall asleep, they're going to be here. They're going to erase my memory. I'm not even going to know it. That yeah, and I used to be obsessed with them when I was a kid. I used to read those little books that they had in the library. Yeah, you know the ones. You know the ones. Yeah. I know the ones. The thing is, though, like, when you think about aliens, and I know you don't want to think about aliens. I don't want to think about aliens in a bad way. They're not. that If if they were real, which I believe in aliens, there's 100% aliens out there. Um, they're not the little gray guys or the little green guys that we talk about with, like, the giant eyes. Like, mm-hmm. they, they literally are walking amongst us, like, looking like humans, you know? Yeah. And I'm cool with that. They're, they're leaving us alone, maybe. It's fine that I know about their existence. I'm just going to, like, play it off like I don't. Because the thing is, like, if I've ever ran into one, I would never fucking know. There are so many UFO sightings that, especially recently, especially recently, that it can't... Oh, like the one in Las Vegas? Or that was, like, um, that wasn't what people thought it was. It was, like, a light. Thing. Yeah, something going on with like they were doing testing. Or it it's was always something to do with area. It literally always has something to do with Area Fifty One because they're always doing secret like. No, me and my sister and saw a UFO on our way up to Austin. Uh, it it was like uh twelve a.m. when have- we were driving because we were evacuating. Oh God! And um, my dad was in front of me. He was maybe like two minutes ahead of me. And I, I was literally, I was driving and I was talking to Sydney and in mid sentence, the whole sky fucking lit up and like turned green on one side. Like I could see everything. It like, it was like a big bright light turned green and then it went away. And I literally was like in the middle of talking. I looked at her and I said, holy shit. And I like stopped the car because I, in that moment, and this is really scary to say, I thought we were getting bombed. That's how bright it was. But there was no sound. Is Ooh. the thing. There was no sound at all. It was just a huge bright light at 12 in the morning in the middle of fucking nowhere. 
and um, I called my dad and I was like, hey, dad, did you see that light? He was like, no. I was like, it lit up the whole sky. And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's. But the thing. <laughs> John Carpenter's the thing. Yeah. So about the thing. <laughs> Damn it. Bethany. I'm sorry. I love talking about aliens. I. Uh, it scares me. That's why I like talking about it. But also, like, possession scares me as well because I believe in possession. I can't watch any possession movies at all that are, like, not the by myself. And, and shit. Yeah, not by like, myself. I can watch Evil Dead, which I am going to be watching the new one. I can do that. That's fine. That I kind can't of do that by myself. That one almost made me throw up. But, like, that was the first act. Um, Gray Skies made me, kept me up at night. Um, that one kept me up at night. Evil Dead. See, I always find Evil Dead kind of goofy. Even the remake is a little goofy to me, but it's also very, like, gory and vile. I've seen it it's 13 times. It's just a bunch of dread. It's just very it's dreadful dread. yeah. to me. And every time I've watched it, because I've done that to myself multiple times. Mm-hmm. I've watched it on multiple occasions. Same with The Thing. But like I can't do I can't do religious um, possession. Like I, I've never watched The Exorcist, and to this day, like I never will because it legit scares me so bad because I believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I I cannot watch those types of possession movies. I will not do it. Those are the only horror movies I refuse to watch mm-hmm. ever. Apparently, where I work is a haunted because it's been there for fifty or over fifty years. Like the building's been there longer than that, apparently. But um, apparently there's a little girl haunting in there. I haven't seen Always her. Always a little girl. I don't, know if she, I don't know how she died. I didn't ask. I wouldn't ask either. Uh, yeah, I definitely won't. I'm not going to ask. Man, I've got to, on a different day, I've got to tell you about the haunting at Kids Are Kids. Mm-hmm. When I worked there, there was, I don't have to go into it right now because I know you want to talk about the thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, so basically, the thing uh, takes place in Antarctica. It's a group of scientists doing research on... I actually don't know. I think they're geologists. I'm they're like be, studying the ice or some shit, They're right? studying something. I think I think usually they're either biologists or, or... I think it's like a group. Like, everyone does different things. You know, Possibly. like my, Yeah. I, you know, I haven't seen uh, this one. I've only seen the remake, and I can only assume it's very different. So It is actually very different. It comes from a different perspective, actually. So the one in 1982 takes place in Antarctica, and how it starts is we pan out. We start with a dog running in a snowy field, being chased by a helicopter. Hold on. By a helicopter that's shooting at it, trying to blow it up. It crashes, and a guy crawls out and starts shooting at it as this dog is running up to the American base. The dog handler, because they have snow dogs out there for whatever reason. It's important to the plot. Because it's Alaska. Yeah. No, because no, it's, it's, it's Antarctica. Antarctica. Again, I get them confused. <laughs> um, so he takes it, and he's serious about these dogs. He takes it, he runs it inside, they shoot this guy, they kill him. Because he's just randomly shooting after what they think is one of their dogs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because they're, they, I don't know, they just, in the confusion, they're like, what the fuck? I mean, I would probably do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So they throw the dog in the pen. That's that. Um, they continue to talk about it because it's, it's really fucking weird. This yeah. is a really weird situation. And so they try and communicate with the Norwegian base, which is, this is, which is where the helicopter came from. They can't get a hold of anybody from the Norwegian base. They actually can't get a hold of anybody anywhere, which isn't uh, abnormal, apparently, because sometimes the weather can get unpredictable and just knock stuff out and not uh, communication yeah. out. Like blizzards. Yeah. Um, so they decide, they're like, "What? we'll wait it out. We'll figure out what's going on, I guess, in a couple of days. We, we will resume as normal. You know, this is obviously, this was not our fault. Um. Right. We cut to the pen, and one of the dog. What the dog doing? <laughs> Literally, what the fucking dog doing? And the other dogs, the other dogs are like, "What the fuck, the dog doing?" <laughs> They're like, "Can you not, dude?" And he's like starting to bleed from the snout and stuff, and then suddenly he sprouts out and like splits open into this parasitic creature and starts killing all the other dogs. And I mean. Oh, God. <laughs> this is... Whoo, this is the most impressive use of body gore I have personally seen. And it's super impressive when you remember that this t- that this movie took place in 1982. Like, yeah. they, they produced in... Ni- probably 1980. Edited yeah. in 1981 and released in 82. Um, scared the fuck out of me. I couldn't... I could not watch it through... Like, I had to cover my eyes the first time I watched it. It was that bad. I hate body horror like that, but I love it Especially at the same time. Especially when it involves dogs. Oh, I can't do it. Can't I can't do, do animals. It. All of the dogs died. They had can't to... Oh, actually, one didn't die, but they decided to put him down because of the stress. They are like, we need to put him down. And I think he was also injured. But, uh... While that's happening, while these dogs are fucking dying, they're, they're listening, they hear it. Um, Kurt Russell's character kills it with a fucking flamethrower or kills what they think is all of it. Kurt Russell's in the... Yeah, Kurt Russell's the main character. Oh, and also, if you've ever seen uh, Community, little bonus nugget, the guy who plays... uh, Damn it. What's his name? He's the old black guy in season six of Community. He's in this. Interesting. I know, I know. Um, and all throughout the movie, Kurt Russell's character and um, Keith David's uh, character, McCready and Childs, that's their names. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is obvious they do not fucking like each other. They don't get along. Which is important to the plot. Ooh. Ooh. So, bam, all the dogs are dead. Um, and I think, I want to say even a crew member might be injured at this point. Yes. So, after this happens, they are obviously like, what in the entire fuck was that? So, yeah. they really try to get a hold of, you know, people, and they're still finding no luck. So, McCready, being the helicopter mechanic and operator and pilot, 
I know. Impressive. He is like, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to take one of you guys with me. We need to go try and, you know, find the Norwegian guys because they're the closest base. We, we got to see, you know, what's going on. They go to the Norwegian base. Guess what they find? Bodies. Bodies. That look very similar to the way that the dogs looked. Split. They also find a chunk of ice, a block of ice that split open like something was encased in it. Huh. So they 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 discovered something. Mm-hmm. And it discovered them. It sure did. It said, Oh, don't mind if I fucking do. So I've been in this ice. So basically for a they bit. so basically the Norwegians opened awakened uh, an ancient alien, I guess, that visited years ago and got stuck in the ice. Um, which we actually see in the opening credits, I believe. Like, you don't realize what's happening because you just don't. Like, when the thing came out, I don't think there were any commercials. Like, they don't, I don't think they did commercials for um, movies the way they do now. Oh, I was about to say, I think they did, like, a radio broadcast for it, but I believe that was for War of the Worlds. Yeah. War of the Worlds, we will go, we will do that a different day, because I've done War, War of the Worlds in a drama class. With the, uh, oh, not mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise. Mm-mm. The, the, the book. The original screenplay. The screenplay. <laughs> or, I mean, or, or radio play. Yeah. Broadcast play. That's Whatever what I mean. the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the fuck. Which... I the original that. literature. I know it's so good. It's in the way that it was like people. People thought it was real. People thought it was a real broadcast that was happening, and they were freaking the fuck out. Yeah, that's that's how you do it, though. I that know is, that is how you market. That's how you fucking do it. it didn't that like really kickstart the BBC? I think I yes, want to say it, it did. did. Yeah, it, it did. Mm-hmm. That and Doctor Who. It really helped out with Doctor Who. It's all it's all alien space theme. Mm-hmm, I love Doctor Who. That's where we were looking after in the fifties, after World War II. We were really hopeful. I think Doctor Who uh, handled it pretty well. Yeah, me too. But the thing, the thing. So they go back to camp, find you know, tell them of their findings. They're like, "Well, Jesus, fuck." And then uh, it goes on from there. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. It's just very fucking suspenseful. There's not much body... Okay, there are a few more scenes that's not as bad as the dogs, though. And I think it's because it prepares you. But the suspense, especially the end scene, the ending scene, it leaves you at a cliffhanger. You don't know exactly what happens. So I'm not going to spoil, but also, like, this movie is very old, and if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I'm not going to bother putting a spoiler warning because, like, it's old. I I don't want to spoil it. I think these people should go out and watch it. Yeah, I've given them a tagline, and I've given them, I feel like, the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie... I just want to say I'm looking at a picture Mm -hmm. on IMDb. If you have seen um, It Chapter 2, what they do with uh, Kid Stanley's head. Oh, that's right. I can see the inspiration now. Yeah. I know where they got that from. Yeah. This is an iconic movie in terms of cinematography, screenplay, 
and special effects. It's honestly, it's there's a, it's ten out of ten to me. It's an eight point four out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, that's how good. good it is. It's very good for a horror movie. Uh huh. But it's hard for horror. Like it was Oscar worthy, and I'm honestly a little mad that it never got its flowers. We can give it its flowers on the super fun beefy variety hour. Here yeah. are your flowers. Also, there's a crazy old man who kind of looks like Santa Claus, and he buries a tunnel under the camp because he, he's afraid that he's infected. That's the last spoiler I'm going to give you. Oh, but I am going to spoil the 2011 version. So basically, in that one, um, you really don't need to watch it. Um, it's terrible. It's just, it's just the thing from the Norwegian's version. Bad, horrible computer CGI. Oh, horrible so, acting. so it's it's not a remake. It's like a prequel. Yeah, which you know what they had every opportunity to make that super fucking sick. It, that it sounds sick. I know it. It does sound fucking sick. Except it wasn't. It was super fucking not sick. It was very healthy. Wow, I didn't know. I did not know it was a prequel. It was. The prequel. That's insane to me. Basically, it was basically the week leading up to the thing. Hmm. I like that. Because it all happened within, all of this happened within two weeks, apparently. I like that, but I wish they would have done better with I it. Know. Because I watched it and holy shit, it was so fucking boring. Movie producers, if any of you are listening to this, please put your money into making a really good thing prequel. Because that, I think, could... But it's like it, universally I could, could hated. Could be like a fir- I I think it has the opportunity to be like horror's first Oscar. Wait, has horror had an Oscar yet? If if horror has had an Oscar, it was probably an A twenty four film. Uh, let me look it up. Actually, good for A twenty four. Anything else you want to say on the thing? Kurt Russell just did really good in this. Like his, I think this is his best work in this film. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. I like that one. And I like the one where him and Goldie Hawn are um, in it together. And she loses her memory and she helps him raise all of his boys. But really, she's like engaged to this rich guy, but she falls in love with him anyway. I don't know. It's weird. It's cute though. I'm going to quickly list off 18 movies that have won 18 horror movies that have won an Oscar because I did not know any of these. Really? It must have been quiet. Sleepy Hollow 1999 with Johnny Depp <gasps> won an Oscar for best art director or direction, oh, which I love that movie. But they don't ever win like best picture. That's what I mean, do they? Like look up how many of them have well, best picture. Hold on. Bram Stoker's Dracula 1992 one Oscar for Best Makeup, Costume Design, and Sound Effect Editing. That's bullshit because that one was really fucking good, too. Holy um, shit. Like, I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula for the first time this year, and it blew me away. The Phantom of the Opera 1943 is on here. I'm not going to get into it. I don't think it's horror. Yeah, sorry. And it's also, I mean... The Exorcist. Ph- Phantom of the Opera is not horror. To me, it's camp. It's camp. The Exorcist 1973 won Oscars for Best Adaptation of Screenplay and Sound. Um, Black Swan 2010 won Best Actress for Natalie Portman's character. Is Black Swan horror? 
Yes. I've actually never seen it. It's like psychological horror, but drama, murder drama before some. It's up to debate. It's up to debate. Okay. Uh, I'll have to I watch it. Just, yeah. Um, All I know <gasps> is she, wow. ballerinas. You and I are going to love this one. Okay. Sweeney Todd. Yes, the Demon Barbara Fleet Street. For Best Art Direction. That is the second Tim Burton movie on here. And Johnny this, Depp. And the second Johnny Depp movie on here. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp and Tim Burton is a killer combo. Dark really Shadows is. was a really good fucking movie. And I, I don't think I it got enough. Dark Shadows. I don't think it got enough attention. I saw that in theater with my aunt. It was super campy. Like people don't people didn't really appreciate camp. In oh. the 2010s. Sweeney Todd was also nominated for Best Actor. I think he should have gotten it. I don't know uh, the the list of movies in 2007 that were nominated, but it should have gone to Johnny Depp. Just saying. Sweeney Todd was really fucking good. And that's that's the first movie he sang in. Because mm-hmm. when he was in Crybaby, that was not him singing. I haven't seen Crybaby. It's, uh, it, it's shitty. Um, have you any- seen Gilbert Grape? Yes. Okay, Cry every course, time. Of course. The Omen, 1976, won an Oscar for Best Original Score, which is good. Um, an American Werewolf in London, 1981, won That's Oscar for Best Makeup. That's a good one. Misery, 1990, with Kathy Bates. I love Kathy Bates. Um, won Oscar for Best Actress. Kathy yeah. Bates. Yeah, but it none of them have won Best Picture. That's what well, I mean. I don't, I don't know yet. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, uh, 1931, lead uh, lead actor, won an Oscar. Um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, 1962, I don't know that one, won Oscar for Best Costume that Design. That actually, really? You don't know that one? Whoops. That is Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. It is. It, it is. And those two bitches fucking hated each other i'll have to watch it because i haven't watched a lot of old cinema like that was a bitter ass rivalry for i don't and i'm not really sure why they were rivals and i think it was more like joan was bitter because joan was fucking nuts she's a crazy lady not so fucko no have you ever seen uh mommy dearest nope you need to watch it it's about it's about joan crawford the Fly, 1986, won an Oscar for Best Makeup, which I think is deserved. I liked The Fly with uh, Didn't see the fly. Catherine O'Hara's in it. Did you see um, Earth Girls Are Easy? Have you seen it? No. We need to watch it. That one is super duper camp. I think I might t- talk about that one next week. The Picture of Dorian Gray, 1945, won an Oscar for Best Cinematography. So, Best Picture. Oh, okay. One. Um... Rosemary's Baby won an Oscar for Ruth Gordon's performance in the Best Supporting Actress category. I haven't seen Rosemary's Baby. Same. R.I.P. Sharon. I want to see Valley of the Dolls. I want to read Valley of the Dolls first, though. The Silence of the Lambs, 1991, won five Oscars for Best Picture, Director, Actor, Actress, and Adapted Screenplay. Okay, never mind. That was the It movie. That was the It movie. I have never seen that movie. I've seen it, uh, it, only bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen it, like, in order. Um, Aliens, 1986, won Oscars for Best Sound Editing and Best Visual Effects. I haven't seen Alien either because I kind of... I, like, I started it, kind of thought it was boring. Yeah, it's like me. 
And I like Sigourney. Um, and then Alien in 1979 won an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. So Aliens, 1986. And then Alien... 1979. Well, now I've got to look up the difference. I think Aliens is the sequel. Oh, Get Out 2017 won an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, which was well-deserved. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Get Out. And that is that is the list. That's it? So uh, Get Out won Best Picture? No, I already forgot. <laughs> oh, Bethany. <laughs> I closed out of the tab. Um, but yeah, so, uh, there's been a few, um, horror movies that have, um, one best screenplay or two best picture. But anyway, the thing two could be number three. It could very well be number three. Yeah. Or the well deserved. It, it should be number four because, you know, Sweeney Todd should have won. won one of those. Yeah, should have won it all. I love Sweeney Todd. <laughs> He was turning people into meat pies. So, does that about do it for Kenneth's Corner? That does about do it for Kenneth's Corner. Thanks, guys. Okay, so for topic three, um, I thought it would be fun to uh, just, you know, go over, um, like, our past podcasts that we've put out. Go over our mistakes and really just just simmer in them and... Right, just, yeah. just just kind of you know, talk about what we've learned and uh, the cringe, the journey that we've been on, the things you know we've enjoyed, what we haven't enjoyed about it. Uh, just you know, be completely open and honest. And uh, I'm just not the only thing I'm not enjoying right now. I'm just getting right into it. Oh, go ahead. Is like it's just the fact that I every it seems like every time we have to do podcast, I have to close. I am so goddamn tired. So, yeah, so actually me and Junior uh, were talking about this today. If you want to move podcast night to Tuesdays, we can. Yeah, because that's usually when I'm off, even though I wasn't off last night. Or even just, it doesn't have to be on a set day, just before Friday and before Thursday uh, to record. Um, because, you know, me and Junior right now, unless I'm like babysitting, um we get off work and we come home and we're free. Yeah. So it's whatever your schedule is. We can work with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I really, I've really just enjoyed the whole process. I love researching. Um, I love calling you and discussing like topic points. <laughs> yeah. I love that we've uh, involved Tresha and she's officially a part of, um, you know, the cast. She's, I love she's the merch. Crew. I think that's the funnest. I think that's the funniest part. We're really putting our whole hearts and souls into this podcast. We're putting our whole badissies into but it. I, you took the badissie right out of my patissie. <laughs> we've, honestly, we've been going ham with the merch and, you know, a big part of it. You know, he doesn't like to take any credit for any of mm-hmm. it. But it is Junior. He's the one that's been going on Photoshop and He's the one that came designs. up with this whole idea. I feel like I've said this before. You've said it every podcast. Yeah. But Shout out Junior. He's been, he's really been, um, you know, uh, coming up with our logos, coming up with our button designs. Uh, you know, when we Maybe printed one day out our stickers. Maybe shirts, question mark. When we printed out stickers, mm-hmm. he's the one that did the designs for those and, you know. 
he's he's been you know pretty yeah. pretty much essentially like funding it yeah you know he's our momager you know i'm thankful for it um we need thing, to get that should be our secret button oh man now it's not so secret well i've talked i said there's going to be secret buttons yeah it you should just, be one of them know. one of the bonus buttons it should be momager jr momager jr he would never mama we would jr have to make that behind his back mama jr <laughs> but um i've really i've really learned a lot just from the few weeks we've been doing this podcast um i feel like in a way and i'm not just saying this on the cast to be cheesy i feel like in a way uh it has brought us even closer than we thought we could get we were already hanging out like every day we're like brother squidward yeah exactly we're like attached to the but closer boop 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 and i've i've really enjoyed spending all this time with you me too no um and also i really appreciate um the viewers to giving us uh pointers like even my dad who listens to the podcast yeah shout out beef's dad shout out also shout out tress's shout out tress's mom we really appreciate the positive reviews that you've been leaving on the podcast we yes. see you girl absolutely and that's another thing i've been um taking into account too mm-hmm. the review that she left when she told us you know um as much as she loves like horror stuff and whatnot she likes when we're um more out there and how we talk about things that people don't really like to talk about and we inform the public of you know information they may not know about that i've did really we do been that? Take- did we do that today i am so tired i think we kind of did <laughs> we did, did talk a lot about horror yeah but um you know, I, I think, you know, whatever. I've been taking it into account whenever I do, like, these researches and stuff. Like, you know, we did because we talked about the Warrens. And not a lot of people knew that they were frauds. Yeah. Not a lot of people knew that they were mm-hmm. cashing in on Satanic Panic. They watched the Conjuring movies and they think, oh, these are swell people. They were really honest and they were really nice. And it's not true. You know what's my favorite part of this podcast? Just from a self-observation standpoint... It's just the fact that you do so much research in your podcast, and it is very fucking obvious that I made that shit up. <laughs> but no, but like that's, I mean, I came up with it on the spot. That's what we. That's that's what you know. Our different like personalities mm-hmm. uh, really go well shine. Because the thing about the uh, damn what, the Liberty Act. Yeah, that I, was t- I had about, no idea that was even a thing. I found out about that. Two hours before I walked through that door, I was like, that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. And that's that's another reason why, you know, the whole Kenneth's Corner thing being, like, not not necessarily, like, a planned topic because you Kenneth doesn't have, even like, know what Kenneth's going to talk about. You'll have a topic one day and then message me the next day and be like, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this. And then you walk through the door and you're like, I just Actually, found out the craziest thing. I'm going to talk about it tonight. And I'm like, okay, go for yeah, it. Yeah, that completely blows the other things out of the water and makes me forget about them. What was that noise? Was that the commuter? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, um, I think it def- it definitely adds uh, charm to it too. It's like, it, you know, it's very reflective on our personalities and who we are, and it really meshes together because we can't both be uh, spontaneous and all over the place. Like, 
we have to balance each other out. I'm spontaneous and all over the place sometimes. You're spontaneous and all over the place other times, but it's never at the same time. And that is what works so beautifully. Is it raining tomorrow? I'm sorry, that was so fucking random. I don't know. Okay, like that was... I'm also listening to what you're saying, but I'm hearing the wind outside and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm really scared of it's there being to rain Friday. I'm really scared of there being bad weather, like horrible weather, and I live in a single wide in the middle of the woods. What if there's a tornado? Kenna's corner is gone. <laughs> Kenna Kenna no longer has a corner. Kenna's corner is Kenna's corner is in outer space. <laughs> in the stratosphere. Tornadoes are fucking scary. I yeah, they're scary. I mean, and on they're scary, but at the same time, I have a weird fascination of them. That's my special interest. I love like severe weather stuff too. Like I, I would really, I would legitimately chase a tornado um, from a safe distance. I don't want to be caught in its path. I know that sounds funny. I don't want to be stuck in a situation like. Uh, there's nowhere. There's really nowhere for me to go in that house. I can't go to my neighbors because they also live in a single wide. Right. So it's like, where do I go? Last time this happened, last time there was really bad weather like that, I had to throw my dogs into the car and run to my nannies. And I made it in the nick of time. Remember? Yeah. Like I had made it to her house. I text you and the tornado warning had just went off. Dude, I was where I was driving, by the way. I was in the bathroom, or no, I went to go use the restroom, mm-hmm. and as I, <clears throat> as I opened up the door, I got the alert on my phone, like the big, like, ringer alert, and uh, I, like, immediately shut the bathroom door, I turned around, and I went up to Junior, and I said, hey, there's a tornado, uh, you know, it, it's made touchdown, I've just gotten a notification over it, and he turned and looked at me, and said, yeah, there's three of them right now. I was like, thanks. So what are we what are we going to do? And he said, we Nothing. still have power. So I guess we're just going to keep doing what we're already doing. Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't want to go in the bathroom? And he was like, no, I'm going to stay in here. You can go in the bathroom. I was like, oh, I was already going there. So I guess I'll I guess I'll just go do my business and see what happens. Yeah, that was so scary. <laughs> there were there were three tornadoes all around me. And that's scary to think that it's possible the, the possibility of it being behind me. While yeah. I was driving my aunts. But anyway. You're safe. But everything's fine. Weather's gonna be fine tomorrow. Yes. But also back to what we were talking about oh, five yeah. minutes ago. Oops. <laughs> like I said, proves the point. <laughs> now you know another one of my irrational fears. Guess what the third one is? Wasps. <laughs> I don't think that one's irrational though. Those fuckers are scary. But yeah, I've had a lot of fun doing the podcast. Me um, too. We have a lot of ideas for future podcasts and, and commercials and merch. And uh, as far as like guests go, I just want to go ahead and clarify this uh, because I have a lot of people that uh, want to be a guest on the show and have been texting me their ideas for what they want to talk about. I just want to go ahead and preference that... Um, Invitation only. Well... Just kidding. That's not what I was going to say. 
Um, you're a little um, you're actually that you were you were gonna say that just a little bit nicer. No, I was gonna say like we're still we're still working out like um, everything on the podcast, and as far as what I can tell, two guests per season. So a guest every fourth episode. We're thinking ten episodes a season. Um. So with a two week break in between, while I've I've talked to people and I've told them yes, we will uh, definitely like have you on the show, like especially um, like you know I have long distance friends that want to like be phoned in on the show, like it's one hundred percent gonna happen. It's one hundred percent in the works. Um, we just have kind of a line going, and the way we have these guests coming on like every fourth episode, it's it's just gonna take a while. Uh, so please be patient with us. Please, please, please. I promise. Also, we love you, but don't be offended if someone uh, who really famous wants to come on one day and we have to put them in front of you. It's all about exposure, babes. <laughs> if Haley Williams is asking me to be on the podcast, I am shoving everybody aside. Yeah, and y'all immediately can absolutely listen for one more podcast. Yeah, y'all will, and have, wait to line. Just, y'all will have to live through it. If yeah. Haley Williams gets on the show and tells me, we have to end it. No more super fun beefy variety hour. I will say yes, ma'am. Sorry. And stop recording. And then we will do a different. It will be the super fun kid of variety hour. Yeah. <laughs> with your with your co-host beef. beef. <laughs> and your host. Kenna. Yeah. Shinna. Shinna. Winna. <laughs> Opinna. Kenna, Kenna, Fofinna, Banana. Fi- I can't do that. I can't. But anyways, um, I just want to say uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for all your input. Um, sorry about the screaming. Actually, no, I'm not sorry about the screaming. I'm not sorry for anything. She's sorry for the screaming. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm just sorry that I have to stop. She's sorry that she has to be silenced. Yeah. Censorship. Th- straight up, this is censorship. It is censorship. And I should be allowed to be, I should be allowed I should be allowed to get loud. It's, I can see the look on her face. She wants to scream so bad. I can't let you. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to when the microphone cuts off or I'm going to fart. Go ahead. I'm not going to fart on the computer. I mean, on the computer. No, I mean, like, whatever. I'm not going to fart in front of just millions of viewers, listeners. Well, uh... Thank you to all those millions and thousands of viewers and listeners. Um, I really appreciate all the support and feedback we've been getting. And I'm taking it into um, thought always. And again, if uh, I've talked to you about being on the show, please be patient. Your time is coming. I promise you I am not going to skip over anybody. We're skipping over you. We just have a lot of stuff. You're uh, never getting on the show. We just have a lot of stuff like planned too. So we just, it's all about being, being patient and waiting for the best to happen. But it's never going to um, happen. Also, uh, right before we sign off, um, I want to go ahead and uh, remind everybody of our mystery bags. They are $3. You get two buttons and a very mysterious item inside these bags. Could for, be for $3, one of my baby teeth. Could be a clump of my dog's hair. (laughs) 
But for three dollars, uh, you can get these super fun, fashionable, collectible pins. Uh, I will be posting more information Ooh. on social media. Send an extra dollar, and I will write you a personalized little, uh, tiny little bitty note. Yes, personalized. It's whatever I want. Yeah. It could just be like the letters A yeah. over and over again. It is what I want. You're paying a dollar. Right. But uh, yeah, three dollars. Um, or four. We'll be posting it on uh, our social media, more information on that. But if that is something you're interested, please, please let us know. Um, and we will get those out to you uh, very shortly. Um, but until then, I am Beefy. And I... Lost my train of thought. Oh, I need to go to bed. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Good night. <laughs>